Welcome, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Distract Head podcast. You are listening to After School, and today you are going to be dropping in on us, your co-hosts, myself, Brian, and Dan, speaking with John Consignato. He's a former military environmental scientist, working in HR, and also a podcaster, one of three hosts of Reddit on Wiki. And we get into it a little bit about corporate life and how things are different than the way they used to be. Enjoy the podcast. The Distract Head Podcast. It is the Distract Head Podcast. Share whatever you want to share, man. Like, what do you do? Who are you? Okay. Why do you do it? Why do I do it? So I'm John. (laughs) I'm John Consignato. I'm an HR specialist. I what I do is I am in charge of all the the background. I'm typically the background check guy in in the company. I, I manage all of that portfolio as well as uh, the compliance specialist, making sure that our properties are you know having the best staff people, making sure that the HR business partners have the best um, candidates. So uh, I work directly with with again the HR business partners along with the recruiting team. And also make sure that the company is compliant with all things training. Nice. What what kind of team? What's the team called? You're on. So like HR. I, I, I'm my own team. Oh, you so, are your own. T- you are. Yeah, you are so, the guy. Yeah. I'm the guy. I'm the. Uh, um, I'm the subject matter expert for that specific role. Nice, so man. I advise a lot of the HR business partners as well as the, the HR directors on next step process on, and all the adverse actions if there's ever need to be. Uh, I'm like kind of the go-to guy for them to this, or I'm pretty much the last stop to make the decision if this person is hireable or not. Got it. Got it. Mm. That was pretty cool. Was that what you wanted to do? Or is that something that kind of was there, which is, I feel like a lot of yeah. us is just like, this is yeah, it's, so it's kind of interesting. So I actually have a military background. So I, I was, um, I was a bioenvironmental engineer in the air force. I have a degree in um, environment, environmental science. And I kind of saw that, the government structure, as far as the military, like they don't really cater to, I guess, like the the work life and how people work in the workplace. Like mm. everyone's kind of just like a body at a point, and it's like no one really takes account to what morale. No one really takes account to like the training and development of of uh, an individual or an airman, soldier, marine, or whatever whatever branch you're in. Mm-hmm. So that kind of made me realize that, you know, I, I'm, I'm more of someone that likes empowering my troops like you know i was a supervisor in the air like i was i was pretty high enough there that i, I supervised some people in the air force mm. so i kind of my biggest thing is you know training my biggest thing is empowering making sure giving them everyone the right tools to succeed and i also volunteered to a lot of organizations um i was one of the committee head for the um we call it airman's council you know making sure that all our airmen are equipped for promotions um, testings and all that so my wife, uh, who happens to be in HR as well, except she's in the more of the data side of the house, mm. she mentioned that, hey, you sh- maybe you should look into HR. And, you know, like, HR seems to have some sort of like, kind of like a boogeyman reputation. Like when, a lot of times when you, when you hear the word HR, people, it's usually, oh my God, I'm getting called into HR, I'm getting reprimanded for something. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like the reputation that they had. And I didn't want that, you know, and I felt like I was in a position and I was in a point of my career where I can say, let me turn this workplace to somewhere that people would want to work with. And I want to be the person, one of the point of contacts where I say, like, instead of like thinking that this place is just going to get me in trouble, I'm going to come to this person because I want to feel empowered. And I want to feel that 
they can give me the tools and I can leverage them to make sure that I get to the right position. So long story short, I got my, my degree in HR as well. It's a complete jump from being environmental science, working with stuff that blows up to sitting at a, at a desk. <laughs> so I got my degree on that. And then when I transitioned out of the military, I actually got picked up in a special assignment for a, a background investigator position in a, in a federal level. So I did a lot of interviews with individuals who were getting their security clearances and making sure the individuals coming into, let's say, high-level positions, that it's in the government's best interest to make sure that this person has the proper clearance needed Mm -hmm. to do their jobs. And that worked out pretty well. Uh, A lot of traveling, a lot of being away from from home, and I kind of just, you know, I was kind of burnt out of that lifestyle because in the military, like, you're always on the go, you're always leaving. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I... this, this spot opened up and I took it. First interview, I nailed it. They were just like, hey, we love you. We want to hire you on board. Yeah. They said like, hey, you're, you're pretty much an expert on this field. Like, let us know like what we can do to like support you. But on day one, I'm just like, no, we're doing this, 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 and this. We have some sort of guidance from legal, but I also partner up with them just to make sure that all the parameters are good because you know we just want to make the workplace surrounded with the best possible candidates and people to make sure that the continuation of the business is, is smooth yeah. and it keeps going. No, it's awesome. I think you brought up like a, an interesting point there. I feel like when you mentioned that HR is like boogeyman of, you know, the the business units that are all in, in business and stuff. And there's all these like sayings where like, you know, like HR works for the company, they don't work for the people. That's true. Also, I think that's like, that idea i mean so i think it's actually true but i actually think the approach of how like hr functions is antiquated like it's like kind of an old school way of of operating it's like the in my in my view hr is kind of like cuz i work in hr too but my view is kind of like the the it's the people that help like facilitate the complexity of an organization so it's like all this stuff is always going on between like departments and all this all this and that and the other thing um and hr is supposed to it's supposed to help facilitate that but i think that like things are getting so complicated and there's like the pace of everything well depending on what industry you're into like i I am in tech but like the pace of it makes it super hard for people to keep up with so what ends up happening is that like hr ends up having to deal with the brunt of that like they're the ones that end up like dealing with the um having to make that stuff make sense and that ain't that's not easy because like a lot of times they don't even know like like a lot of leaders they won't even know the the reason why because like i've actually had sat down in conversation had conversations with leaders and stuff but i ask them like so what's the purpose of doing this and and of course like everybody else in the room their eyes get like <laughs> like, is he allowed to ask questions <laughs> is he allowed to ask questions <laughs> but like after i think after a certain a certain while like you start to kind of see that because there are and this isn't to defend hr in every company it's like every company is different but there in my mind is i'm like there are people like because i feel like i, I give a shit right <laughs> and then uh it sounds like you give a shit so i'm just i'm just throwing that out there like there are actually people in there that that care but there's also people that are burned out too for sure Oh yeah, and then you bring up uh, a valid point that a lot of a lot of the practices and a lot of the the rules or or uh, the processes they are very outdated, and and I think you know I, th- I believe we're all in the same age group, and it's like you want to be able to and and it's hard to see this as well because a lot of the the leaders in 
most of the places that I've worked with, they're they're a little older in thinking. Mm. And it, it's kind of, we're in that interesting gap where it's like, how a gen, uh, how a, a boomer thinks is completely different to how a millennial will think or an upcoming, the upcoming uh, Gen Z workforce. They think differently. And a lot of times because those places and practices have been set in stone for such a long time that it's hard to innovate because all those red tapes that people don't want to cross. And, and like you said, you give a shit. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you just got to take the leap and say, hey, I've known that this has worked for, for such a long time, but times are kind of changing. Maybe we should approach it this way so that way we can ensure that we keep moving as the times move as well. So that's kind of what made me I guess want to get into it because I want to be an agent of change for that. How's that gone? <laughs> <laughs> How is it for you? I can tell you what it's like. Hey, <laughs> yeah, well, can, you heard my laugh. I think, I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah. 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 How is that? <laughs> yeah. Next question, please. <laughs> right. no, I'm, I'm totally with you, man. I, I think like, especially, and this is like all corporate, anything you like have this there's this very like glamorized view of like all the different things that you could get and all the things you're going to learn and all this type of stuff but really once you get dropped in there it becomes like you get thrown into you get thrown into the ocean and there's like no map on what to do right and, like other companies are better about it than others i think but but depending on like you know uh, it's it's having to convince everybody that that doing things a certain way is better um, whether you've like known how to do it before or, uh, like come to realize it, like as you're, as you're there or like getting people that, that don't give a shit to give a shit, like that sort of stuff too, is also something that like having to do that on a day to day basis is a grind, man. Like that's, that's the part that, that I think nobody really mentioned to me. It was all just like, you know, rainbows, rainbows and sunshine until you get there. And then you realize you're still like working with people and people tend to be pissed sometimes and oh, yeah. yeah or or way too happy sometimes <laughs> like way over enthusiastic sometimes and you know there's like that politicking and and it's like I, I like i just i just say politicking it's it's like it's like applied psychology or like organizational psychology or whatever you want to classify it as but yeah for sure like having to having to deal with that is like the the real stuff like the day-to-day -day stuff is always um yeah it's a bit tough but like what got you to doing like you you also do podcasts. So what got you yes. into that? Well, you know, it's I think at the end of the day, we want to be able to do something that kind of gives us that proverbial light, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and it's a lot of times that like, you got I got to deal with like so much negativity at times at, at at work or like, you know, like just just the various things that you see in in, in the world today. And you kind of just wanted to do something that will like, give you a purpose. And, mm -hmm. and I feel like, I'm not saying like my work doesn't give me purpose, but I think podcasting kind of talked to me because it, it, was, it was a way for me to connect with, with a different type of audience and for me to actually bring out my personality instead of the, the suit and tie, you know, fully, yeah, yeah. fully, uh, <laughs> fully tied up there. And it's just kind of, it's just a good way for me to have a creative outlet. Cause, and for me to have a creative outlet that doesn't, that I'm okay to cross those red lines. And I think that's a, a reason why I resonated to podcasting so much. Nice. Yeah. And I think, so with, with your, you see like educational background, none of that stuff, like 
I mean, how much did that actually help? I'm, I'm curious to know because I feel like the, the story is similar for a lot of us. So you like remember when you went to like school, you said you had a, a what was it in, in bio, bio environmental? Yeah, envi- environmental science. Yeah, environmental science. So uh, I'm actually curious, John, like it seems like after you joined the military that helped you discover this path you want to go down, right? Which led you to HR. Like, why did you decide in college to major in in like that science degree? Like, like what was the trigger for that? Well, actually, I when I first the, the, actually the whole reason why I joined the military is because I wanted to go to school. So my my first few years, um, and this is coming from like uh, I mean I'm an I'm an immigrant coming in, so I you know like the your your parents' goal is for you to be educated. Like you know, I came from the Philippines when I was ten moved here and you know like the just just how the school system was like growing up they didn't really teach you what you wanted to be growing up they were just like hey you should take all your ge's go to school and decide like you know they didn't they didn't really teach you what your interests were so i didn't really have an interest growing up um so the first few years right after i graduated college i just i graduated high school I, i went to a community college for a little bit took my ge's because i didn't want to take out a fat loan and not knowing mm-hmm. what to do. So I, when I was like, I, I mean, a year and a half or two years into community college, and I was like, school's not for me. I don't really like it. <laughs> so uh, I, I went and joined the military. It's funny, it's my wife's advice when we were friends at the time to, to join. I was supposed to join with her, but she didn't join with me. And um, <laughs> she's like, yeah, she left. Like, yeah, she's, she's like, she's signing up, and she's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, like, yeah. So I've been good. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'll see you next time. I'm like, okay, cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Chill, chill. So uh, yeah, so I I joined, and I was a non-citizen when I first came in because, uh, like I said, I was an immigrant, and I earned my citizenship through the military. So I was just like, you know, I just kind of want to get the hell out of my hometown. So I signed an open contract. And, and if, if there's anyone listening to this, do not ever do what I did. Okay. If there's a lesson that you need to learn, because they'll stick you to wherever is needed. Uh, I kind of got lucky. Um, I scored high enough on my ASVAB and they put me in a, um, a science program. It was kind of like a STEM, a STEM program where, and then from there, I kind of took up interest in it. They, they put me in a, an, as a bioenvironmental engineer, trained me like four or five, six months. And then I kind of just pursued my education on that, keep going. Cause I wanted to, I, I thought I was going to be a military lifer. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I thought I might as well stick this out, uh, stand out among my peers. So I, I went ahead and got my degree on environmental science. And then I started, you know, getting stuck in a lab, uh, doing things that I'm just like, you know what? I'm too talkative and too friendly of a person for me <laughs> to be stuck in the back. I need to be out there. So that's when I mentioned I started volunteering for, for several positions in, in my unit. Um, that's kind of what ignited me to, um, to pursue HR because I do talk a lot. So I might as well be in HR. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, wow, really? Your, your wife guided you through all this. It wasn't actually the military. She, uh, d- yeah, it was she. She got you in there first. <laughs> this is probably how we ended up together because she's just like, you know what? Every major life decision I've had, you've kind of been there. So. Yeah, you might as well yeah. stick around so, yeah, for a little just bit. Get married. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell me what to do for the rest of my yeah, life. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm fine yeah. with that. You know, that's cool. That's cool. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, it's awesome. So you're doing that. So what? What? What got you to? In between, you said you transitioned, right? Was there like a specific event or something that was like, oh, should I need to do something different? Like in between there, that got you there, or was that just like kind of you just saw an opportunity and 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 
you know you wanted to to because you were mentioning earlier that there was um like you just saw that there were certain factors that that weren't taken into account you felt like being an hr was going to be able to allow you an avenue to be able to help influence that but was there like a particular event that you had or like a collection of events that got you to be like oh, shit, I should, i'm gonna i'm gonna do this other thing now I want to say it's a collection of events, and I and I think that when when I was in the military, there was again it's the perception that we always thought that the corporate world is is this rainbows and butterflies and yeah. all things like beautiful. Because yeah. in the military, it, military thrives in tradition, mm. and you know, like if if one thing is set there, it ain't gonna move. That needle is never gonna move. It's gonna take like leaders and leaders and different different types of like uh cabinets or like presidency for example to to even make those type of changes mm. so me being like i wouldn't say i'm a gung-ho type of person but i'm really like when it when i really want to change something i'm the type of person that will like get in your skin about hey i'm presented with the data that you need to make sure that i'm backing up all my information correctly mm. and you know there, there were times when i didn't say i butted head with just with people it's just it's a lot of agreeing to disagree so, and then I was just like, and it also like factored in that I was stuck in the middle of Kansas. Who the hell wants to be in Kansas? That's and, right. Uh, I forgot about that. Um, yeah. So I was in Wichita for like so long. I'm like, yeah. And, you know, it was just like a perfect storm. Tried my luck outside. People bit. They were just like, you know, we, we, we like, we like what you're about. We like your, your background. And then it, it kind of just from there, it's, it's a lot of calculated risk that, that I took. But I, if if I had a choice, would I have stayed those twenty years and like you know retire at forty? Maybe, but you know, at the same <laughs> like looking back on it now, like shit, I'm almost there. So I'm like, I got ten. I could have last ten like how many years? more years? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, looking back, I could have I could have made better decisions. But you know, like uh, you do learn from those things, and I think you become more resilient as a person if you make those mistakes. You accept it, move on, you learn. So. Uh, it, I think at the end of the day, I, I made the best decision for myself and, and my family as well. True that. I mean, that probably, who knows, that might have never led you to podcast too. That's you true. I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I, yeah, everything, as cliche as it sounds, everything does happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I think it is those collection of experiences. And, and then it, you said something that I think a lot of people don't necessarily embody, which is like the fact that you learn, right? Like every time you do something different, you learn, you learn more about yourself. You, you even mentioned like working at a lab and like noticing that there's not really a whole lot of people to, to, to talk to around here. So I think I'm just gonna have to, uh, you know, put myself out there, do something different, do some oh, yeah. where you're like actually more connected with people and stuff. Cause yeah, I, I share that sentiment also. Like I never, like for me too, like I, I don't, I, whenever I took a job, I like, man, if you look at my, my career history, it's like, where the hell did this guy like uh, <laughs> I'm the like, same way yeah yeah like what the hell like this is like the randomest randomest jobs but it's all, all really just about like talking talking to people and then like helping them figure out like how to navigate stuff whatever your domain expertise is but yeah for sure like having that doing something different and and, and having that experience to kind of inform other stuff like moving forward I feel like you can't really like if you didn't really actually do it like you wouldn't have any regrets. Oh yeah. I mean, the regret would be that you didn't do anything, you know, like it's, yeah. so that's, that's cool, man. Like I, and the thing is like, I can, I can appreciate that you did the whole, like 
military thing as well and and uh, you know my family's i'm not an immigrant but my family is uh, my parents are so i have a little bit of that experience too well and that that influences a lot because i mean now now you're you're trying to do some stuff to like honor your family like, so that their yes. their work wasn't done in vain type of thing mm-hmm. um and kind of carry that is there is there like a first is there a firstborn son thing in in Filipino culture too? Yeah, I mean, I'm the firstborn and the only child, so like that's double. Oh, the, so your, your entire <laughs> generation is yes. so, yeah, it's like all yes. up to you. <laughs> and it's, it's like you know the first thing that my parents says is like you know we moved to the United States so you can have a better life, and I'm like that that's a lot of pressure, mom. <laughs> that, that is a lot of pressure, so. Yeah, and you know, like I always like to think as well. You know, comfortable is good. I think all of us, all of us, in life, I think we aim to be comfortable. But but sometimes comfortable does feel good. Sometimes sitting on your couch watching Netflix is comfortable. But mm-hmm. you also miss out on a lot of things if you're just comfortable. So I, I think you, it's it's fun. It's fun to take risks. Stressful at times, but I think when it does happen and it does pay off, so much sweeter. Yeah, for sure. So, John, you mentioned that the military, I guess you, you didn't use the word frust- frustrating, but I can see how <laughs> oh, the was. lack of change, <laughs> right? It was. Could have been frustrating. Like, what is it like in corporate? Like, is it, do you see a lot of similarities or are there differences? It, it's, it's different and the same at the same time. Because in the military, if, if you disagree with something, you have all the right in the world to call them the dirtiest names in the book. <laughs> you can't do that in corporate. <laughs> you got to be like, you just got to have put that smile. But really, yeah, you, you want to strangle mask. someone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to put on a mask. <laughs> in, in corporate, you, you, you still can disagree. But I think you have a lot more, I guess, creative freedom to suggest something and it might work. In the military, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, it's my way or the highway, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's we've always done this. This is how tradition is. So it was like it's 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 night and day, but not really at the same time. If that makes sense, I think that happens in, a lot in corporate too, though. Like my way over the highway, like that yeah. that whole thing, right? Because the hierarchy still exists. I mean, I, yeah. I feel that a lot of that is still framed under the same or similar model. But yeah, I know I know that there's some companies that are trying to change that sort of stuff. But I, I don't know how successful that is either. So I I think as the to me my outlook for it and and I'm hoping it's the case I, I and this is not me trying to say something about people's age or anything but I think as, as, <laughs> no, as we're, young, we're, I mean I, we're all there yeah I think as the younger the leaders become and because the way we grew up and the way our out like I'm not gonna say I like everyone but like just people's different outlook on what work really is and, and what work, uh, what purpose is work for. Uh, I, I think the more younger as leaders get, I think there's going to be a little culture shift. And, I, and that's my hope. And that's my hope that the, the red tape gets a little clearer, if, if, if you know what I'm saying. So it's like, I just hope that's the case. I'm kind of predicting the same thing, actually. Like, I'm thinking, too, that, that what will end up happening is that because – our generation is so used to seeing like just a shit ton of information, like all of a sudden, like nonstop um, that we've probably found ways. 
and I don't know the best way to describe it, but we've found ways to make it make sense or like organize the information, not maybe not be overwhelmed or like yep. not have it just, you know, go over our heads. So we're actually able to sit down and, and look at something and understand that there's more detail to it. So I've been, I've been kind of noticing that it's, it's strange. Like I, I uh, like recently I started doing some, some work with the, with the trainer that's like younger. Right. And, and this guy, he looks at his data stuff and doesn't even, he doesn't call it analytics. He doesn't do any of that. He, he, he doesn't call it any of the labels that you hear. Like, it's like, oh, data, it's a chart. It's like a dashboard. Like he doesn't say any of that. <laughs> right. He just looks at it and he's like, oh, this is like, this is what you, where you're at. This is what you should do. You know, like he comes up with an entire plan and to him, it's like not even, not even a thing. Like it's not, it's like so uh, natural you yeah. know like a reflex yeah yeah, yeah. like it's, yeah, it's just like a thing that they had but then you know when i when i work with other people in 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 corporate environment there seems to be a lot of that like i don't understand what this chart says and, and i'm like it's a bar chart higher <laughs> lower you know was one bigger just what does that tell you <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's, it's not, it feels like that when when you're like kind of talking through it and i sure I'm, i know that it feels like that for other people too because i i get that that as well like hey dude are you okay hey, like like someone will check on me after a meeting or something they'll be like hey are you okay because <laughs> i i just i could feel the strain in your voice when I mean, you're going there and trying to explain that thing that everybody else in the room knows so it's like I, i'm seeing that shift probably happening well i think it's coming up and it's happening sooner but it's it, it oh, feels yeah. like this the the acceleration is actually gonna kind of come through pretty quick because well i mean yeah, people are living longer. They're they're retiring later, but that's that's gonna be for us. It's gonna be like later is gonna come up for us soon. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know like I think it's also this is me my experience as as you know like an immigrant as well. Like when my parents has always raised me and taught me, and this was us me growing up. They always say you got to work hard for everything, but. Which is true, like, but sometimes there, I see the cultural shift that's that's happening now. People are working smarter. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're not working hard. That means, and you're right, you're, they're finding ways to like streamline things to be more productive without having to put more hours. You know, like it's. I, I feel like the the leaders right now they just still they still kind of like lumped in. You working long hours equates to you being more productive as to, let's say, you do something or you, you come up with a solution that takes less hours doesn't mean that you, you work not as hard. Mm. And I just feel like we just need to bridge that gap in, in the, the upcoming leaders that are coming up and the ones that are here currently and just find that way to marry it in together. Because a lot of people are, like, especially like our generation, we're, we're prioritizing life over work now because like you said like a lot of us are probably going to work until we're like 60s or 70s we don't want that shit yeah <laughs> you know what i mean we want to be able to experience what life has to offer for us because back then our, our our parents were probably able to afford all these goods and services with you know like not saying they had menial jobs but we have to i think we have to work double the work now to even afford some of the luxuries quote-unquote luxuries that we have currently yeah so i just exactly and and it it's it's just that's my hope as a professional it's just i hope that they find that sweet sweet balance 
between <laughs> efficiency yeah. and being able to live your best life still. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm I think, yeah, go ahead, Dan. No, I was gonna say, I, I think, John, you bring up like a, a really good point. I feel like us three, like the age we're at, we're in the middle of that. Like yeah. our parents' generation, like someone could just work hard at the same company and like, right, like a man, the man of the house could have a job. The wife just stays at home. He could own a house, send two of his children to college off of his one paycheck by working hard. And that was possible. And we were told, our generation, we were, because we're like right there, we were told that's all you have to do, but it's no longer like that. Both parents can work with a single child and you still can't afford a home. Mm. And that kid still has to take loans, right? And I feel like, Brian, the point you brought up, the younger generation isn't starting off being told that, mm. which is why they're figuring it out themselves up front. Like they, they have to do their quote unquote hustle, right? Like, like we figured it out once we started working and we're like, oh, this isn't, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. isn't the same. Yeah. We yeah. have to work smarter, yeah. right? It yeah. doesn't matter how hard we work. I have to work smarter. I have to jump companies to get my huge pay bump. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Like staying loyal to this company isn't going to get me there. Yeah. Yeah, what's funny is too is that uh, a lot of a lot of strategic efforts like in that space is like how do we retain our best workers? I'm like fucking pay them with what they're worth. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you want to sit here and debate about like what someone is worth all day, find ways to measure it, right? Like you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it like like on a factory floor. Like that shit doesn't work anymore because everybody's a knowledge worker. I mean, not everybody, but like a lot of people are knowledge workers now. And like if you're talking like working smarter too, even if you are a tradesman or somebody that is able to put out like volume work to kind of show for their performance, there's other things that are happening that people don't really, they're not, they don't think of it as being able to measure it. Like if you're like able to, to say like change something in like a, like the way you go about building something or the way you go about, you know, verifying something or like doing quality assurance, even, even with trades work. Right. And then that all of a sudden leads to like some other enhancement, some other whatever, or like ideas, even like someone that's able to come up and have these ideas. And then having like people that are managers that are actually aware that, that, that idea that was implemented was not theirs. Like I've legit worked for uh, people that believe that they're the only ones that came up with an idea, even though other people have been repeating around them like over and over and over again. So, and, and it might be true that they took action, right? But they have the, they have the flexibility to do that. Not everybody does. So there's, there's like these types of things that people aren't really even taught to consider. So they're not even aware of it. I noticed like when they, when they make these decisions where they're like, oh yeah, no, I'm moving up because I, I provided something, you know, valuable, but then like all these other people that kind of gave them that, like I've seen that shit happen a lot. And I'm just like, there's got it. There's, there's a better way. Like this isn't, this is uh. but yeah, it's obvious. And that happens. And you start seeing like just the way people go about measuring things need to change. Like, and that's, well, I mean, I say that of course, cause that's like my area, my profession, but still it's, it's something that like, that's a problem that needs to be solved for that. No one's fucking solved for. Like I see, I see it like all the time. They're like, well, how do you how do you know that they've done a good job? I'm like, keep track of what the fuck they're doing, and don't be a dick about it. Yeah, that's it. It's it's not hard. Like, keep track of it, right? But don't be an asshole. Just 
monitor the, their development like get, how about how about give a shit that that'll help <laughs> you know what does that mean right so it's like navigating through all that stuff especially with like the younger generation i think they're they're finding or they were there's already tools that kind of help them do that right so i see that a lot where they're doing their own managing and they're like selling their own stuff and that's why like there's like branding conversations and all this information is available like on the internet or wherever on youtube university you know you can find a lot of this stuff out now which um that's what that's what people are uh, uh contending with so it'll be interesting to actually see like how how this really changes because i feel like um we're gonna be, end up having to answer a lot of these questions when they came out. i'm already preparing so i don't know about y'all <laughs> but i'm like like oh man these, these people are gonna these these uh young young uh professionals are gonna come in and know more shit than we do <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna have to be like, yeah. what does that meme mean? Like, could you could you Google that for me? <laughs> I'm like, uh, excuse me, why don't you, why don't you just Google it yourself? I'm like, oh yeah, no, I guess I could have done that. <laughs> I, I know, I know, like so much of like the. Sometimes I find myself going like, especially like content creators. I'm just like. Oh, that's that's kind of cringe, you know, like what they're doing. Mm. But now that I'm also a content creator, I'm just like, <laughs> why didn't I think of that? that's genius yeah. that's, 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 <laughs> yeah. that's, that's awesome branding and yeah. i got like i'm starting to like have so much more appreciation with like the the younger generation as well because we we we, we came from an awkward time where it's like we kind of had internet like we didn't have internet for a little bit and then bam internet boom yeah yeah and, and and now like you know the kids nowadays have so much access to information so much access to to readily available like technology and and, and they're just killing it I and mean, they're just taking advantage of what's presented in front of them and Yes, they're giving that. They're they've been given that reality check off the bat, saying like, and you're and you're right, Dad. It's not it's not just you got to work hard. Like that's not how it works anymore. You 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 got to mm-hmm. work hard and you got to be smart about your approach. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's that it's that kind of conscious level now that I wish that I was given that advice growing up instead of just saying like it's a one track. You know, you, you, they give you blinders so young, especially mm. in our in our culture. It's like you have a one track like you should have a one track mind you have a one path to success yeah and and that's not the case anymore and yep. that's I, I, that's what i want people to like to at least take out of this conversation like you can be whatever the hell you want as long as you have a plan and be smart about it well not only that but it, it evolves too like your work evolves like whatever titles that they come up with is just like cool buzzwords whatever encompasses your job or Maybe it's just a familiarity thing. So when somebody asks, you can just drop like, oh, I do this thing, right? Like, this is what I am. But then, like, there's so much more to it than than just that little area of, of what you do. It's like how you go about doing it that's different than everybody else. But I think that people, like you said, John, that I think people uh, are, are, like, kind of waking up to that fact. Like, you're just, like, you're realizing, holy shit, I, I do it differently than everybody but then that's true for everybody. So it's like, <laughs> but then like, it, like how, how does that fit into, you know, what it is that I want to do for myself? Because that's, I think, where, where a lot of people haven't figured out, like leaders haven't figured out yet, like how to actually tie in someone's work to their purpose. So like when they're talking about like, you know how they were talking about like, oh, we have a purpose, purpose. Uh, driven work or whatever, right? I'm like, who, who the fucking purpose are you talking about? <laughs> <'Cause that's laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, so it's like they're they're not they're not asking those types of questions and stuff during during interviews, like I do. But I mean, I just like when when I see some of these like kind of 
baked interview questions just everybody's like falling in line everybody's asking the same thing over and over again like i i don't even what's funny is like i i actually just drop my portfolio now that when i do interviews like i don't even i don't even like go through like their fucking questions are stupid i know that we all know that right like you're just gonna ask me a bunch of stuff i just want to show you that i can do the job so let's get this whole thing on the road because i'm not wasting anybody's time you're not wasting mine so <laughs> but anyway i feel like that that that's what ends up happening when you uh when you get bitter and then you figure out like <laughs> how to actually operate within this thing, like what people are actually looking for. But yeah, that's, that's like, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see like how all that stuff transitions to. Cause I do feel like, like a lot of it's like time wasting, like the, the red tape and the sake of doing stuff just to do stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's like off putting. I'll say it like that off putting. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, anything you want to share, anything else you want to share too? Like with, uh, like any any plugs, you know, like your podcast and your uh, yes and pro tips. More than happy to uh, approach or like you know uh, give a shout out to my podcast. But pro tips, uh, you know, for for people who want to get in this audio space per se, it is booming. I'm not gonna lie to you, it's, it's there's gonna be a lot of saturation on on the field that you might want to get into. But always my advice for any content creation whatsoever, Nike, baby, just do it. You know, mm. you're, you're not you're not gonna know how good you are. Unless you do it. And I'm, again, I'm going back to this whole couch reference. It's nice to watch Squid Game. It's comfortable. But you might not experience the world if you, if you don't go out and just do something. But as far as my podcast, I do have a podcast with uh, um, a couple of my buddies, uh, Sean and Josh. We have a show called Reddit on Wiki, where every week we, we take turns being hosts. Uh, we just choose the most random topics we find on Reddit and Wikipedia. And going back to school... Our teacher is going to hate this for this because we use Reddit and Wikipedia as our main source. So, uh, uh, yeah, every week we just talk about interesting topics, concepts, and uh, yeah, yeah, you can find us wherever you find all the major podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anything you name, and our socials. You, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Reddit on Wiki, and uh, we're also on TikTok at Reddit on WikiPod. Nice. nice. Yeah, I, I listened to the first episode, man, and it's good. It's, thank it's you really appreciate fun. that it's appreciate really fun that. man dude that is that is some educational material also it's uh it's very real well i'll just i'll say it like that it's, it's, a, it's like it's not how you learn it in school it's how you learn it among your friends <laughs> yes and and you know we, we always we always say that hey since we find these in like the non the most non-reputable sources uh we always encourage people to do their own research because you know like that's that's how you learn as a person and, and you're right and that's the approach that's the exact approach why because when i was in school it's funny because i had this in my my english english book uh shakespeare I don't know what the hell he's saying half the time, right? So on the on the like the little sec or on the side, I always I, I always write it in like my own slang, so that way mm. I know what he's mm. saying. Like Desdemona, oh this bitch trifling, this this this. <laughs> so that way I knew exactly the plot of that story, and that's our aim for the show. Uh, for the show, we we're not gonna say we're educators because we're not researchers at all. We're just. You know, trying to find, again, the most interesting topic we can find, just have fun with it with a couple buds and hopefully, hopefully people learn a thing or two and people get to laugh. Awesome, man. I, I, I can appreciate the approach. Make it, make it human again, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Learning is fun if you can make it fun. True that. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, thanks for joining us on our after school series. Please don't forget to check out John's podcast, Reddit on Wiki. 
uh, comes out once a week. Uh, he records with his co-hosts Sean and Josh. Uh, the podcast is pretty much them scouring Reddit and Wikipedia to look for interesting stories. If any of you have ever gotten lost down the wiki or Reddit rabbit hole, I know I've done that. They will do that work for you and tell you anything from the spooky stories, stories about lost colonies, conspiracy theories, you name it. You can find Reddit on Wiki on any of your favorite podcast platforms. They are all over the place. You can definitely find them on podchaser.com. Their social media platforms, Twitter and Instagram, you can find them at Reddit on Wiki. And you can find them on TikTok at Reddit on Wiki Pod.